Welcome to Third Rail Radio. Call in now. 646-929-1480. Now your host, Anti-Crisis 73 and NCAP Dalek. Sometimes we're falling like we've fallen eight ways. I wouldn't blame you. And, uh, <laughs> it's fucking insane right now. Um, we do have anti crisis around over here. I just had to get his headphones. But, um, we are going to talk a little bit about, like, the fourth estate, whatever the fuck it is, um, incident over there. Fourth I do have the audio. Down. Fourth precinct shut down. Yeah, the fourth precinct shut down. Um, I do have some audio with the altercation, um, also I do have, like, video of it, um, I'll put that in the link, uh, or down right near by the chat, whatever works first, I don't really know, but, um, I think it's fucking interesting, you wanna go, do you wanna go ahead and listen to it real quick? Yeah, let's check it out, man, I think it, I, I agree, I think it's totally interesting. Okay, fucking it, okay, here it is. Yeah, and I had a, there was a baby. All right, so this is what happened, though. So, all right, so they came, it's three people came up. One of them had a recorder in their hand. They instantly, when they came on the block, they was recording everything like this, like they were trying to get people's faces. So I was sitting down on the fire, and my brother called my name, and he told me to come here or whatever. And then everybody started rushing them at the same time. So they were just take like, off they mask. They take off their mask. Your mask. Why you got like, your mask on? They like, we ain't got to take off our mask. Fuck no, fuck no, fuck no. And they were just kept having the camera, and everybody's face said, like, fuck no, yeah, fuck no. It around or whatnot. So we go back. We instantly we go over here and shit. We trying to get them to move around. And uh, it's people like we debating whether they white supremacists or not because one of them got a black yeah, lives matter sign. But they they all yeah, have their face masks. They all have face masks. And the cover we tell so we tell them all, all you gotta do is the, the, the one that had the uh black lives matter. I said all y'all gotta do is take off your mask. He no no. So no. somebody got the crowd. Punch one of them, they hit the gate over here. After that, one of them started reaching and backing up. I was like, he got a gun, he got a gun. They so after they hit the gate again, they hit this way. They went around the corner, somebody hit somebody else, and they hit the gate one more time. And after that, they started running back, and then the crowd started chasing them down there. I'm, telling, they them, got down I'm there, telling them, like, they, they got a gun, don't follow them, don't, don't chase them down right, there. They, 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 got going, they got a they, gun, they, they reaching, they, they reaching. They reaching, they, 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 reach, they reaching for the gun or whatever. So they hitting the block, they running down the block, and we, we, we turn around. I tell them, like, no, we, come on, we turn around. So he telling me to turn around, so I go back, and then we telling the crowd to come back, like come back, don't go down there. They got a gun. They got as a soon gun. As they, they continue to run after them, and then as soon as they got them down there, they try to get them to a spot where there weren't no cameras at, and they start opening fire, and they let off about eight rounds. 
And they shot five people. Shot five people. So you heard it from there, folks. Um, so basically, what happened is that this the, there were these individuals who were probably presumably black, uh, trying to take, uh, you know, try to oh, take off their mask, and they were punching, you know, the person. And, you know, he felt pretty much fucking threatened, and uh, they he pulled out his gun. They were chasing after him, and they got shot. Well, let's let's back up a little bit um, to uh, to I mean, and, and this is uh, 2020 hindsight because this video came out after the incident. Um, the uh, there and because it's it's also very confusing. Um, there's a video of of three gentlemen in a car um, that they released on 4chan. Um, sometime before the incident occurred, um, two military guys, um, uh, one, but they're both masked up. One has, uh, a baklava on, um, a scarf and the other one has, uh, sort of a military fatigue, um, stretchy thing over his mouth. Um, Oh, you mean like a do-rag? Yeah, do rag and but but not like a bandana, like a military one, you know, um, yeah. almost like with a skeleton on it, but with just desert fatigue. Um, and they're both articulate, um, and it, it doesn't really seem very authentic. Um, and and I haven't been able to match up these gentlemen in the car with the with the jump two guys who were arrested. Um, the third guy in the back seat you don't see, but um, it's, it's, they're either trying to act or they are uh, ex-military. They refer to uh, the protesters as uh, – what's that word? Uh, trying to do what? what did they refer to the protesters as what? Oh, uh, whatever the uh, racial slur for Iraqis is, boondahs or oh, bindus yeah. right or something. We have a mouse, and uh, and they say go, uh, let's go, you know, see what the Bindus are up to or something like that. And uh, but it seems all very staged. And um, so anyway, so that's 2020 hindsight after the site. And so there's a couple other videos of these guys. They're in fatigue. They have their uh, heads wrapped. Um, like they're throwing stones at Israeli tanks on the Gaza Strip, um, and yeah. one of them, and one of them's moonwalking around and doing like dance moves and stuff. Um, and then they left, and then I think when they when they came back, um, uh, I don't know. I I well, I mean, I think I think Alec, you're making the point that they were filming and they have every right to film and that they were. Um, approached aggressively um yeah. and they were, and they were in fear um you know and that and that very well may be the case um uh, you know i mean i i don't know it it seemed like they were there for trouble though i i, I don't know to be honest i think maybe they might have been but i mean you have a right to film and plus it was pretty cold outside so i know that they might as well keep on their uh, their face mask, and then plus I do have the video of the person, like the victim's uh, perspective. 
and I will go no. ahead and I'll, yeah. I'll go ahead and give it uh, to you on DM or uh, post it on the chat too. Yeah, I'll do yeah, that. Both. Yeah, definitely. Post it in the chat. Um, you know, and and um, I mean, we all have our our sort of our pre slanting biases to uh, you know to these types of situations. I think it's hard not to you know have some sort of emotional involvement and uh, you know. I don't know if there was a no mask policy, um, but if indeed um, it does turn out that the gentleman in in the car um, in in the video and who were posting this stuff on 4chan, and I'll post uh, their conversation in the in the uh, chat room once I get on there um, from 4chan, um, which is also kind of weird that it was on 4chan. Um, but uh, of course it's on 4chan. Everything's on fucking 4chan. I yeah, but it's you know, but that's the point. Like it's I don't know. But anyway, so and they also used a uh, an old uh, an old troll name um, as the op. Um, so anyway, oh, really? so I'm not. My point is I'm not 100 percent sure that the guys in the car who made the video and did the 4 4chan posting are indeed the guys um, who were in in the car. Um, and who were at the protest. Um, so the, the actual email. Yeah. So you know, um, but it's I don't know. Either way, it's a it's a it's an all around fucked up situation. And I'm sure um, you're you're following what's going on um, in Chicago a little bit, and and that seems oh, yeah. to uh, be escalating. Um, but that was a pretty fucking uh, br- brutal. Um, I mean, not that any or more so or less so, but I mean, come on. Like, I, I'm, I mean, I'm starting. I mean, it's not just a cop thing. There's a, there's a lot of defective people getting on, um, getting into into positions where uh, where they have authority and and uh, can exercise it on on those who don't. Um, I, 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 it really is us versus them, to be honest, and it's not. Like I, I think it's not about an issue of, uh, about like the cops versus you know, uh, you know the cops versus black people and shit. It's about us versus them. Now, it really, far, is, to be honest. Okay, well, who is us and who is them? I mean, I have a better understanding of who us is because that's me, you, and you know the people other we individuals. Love. Yeah, but them are. <laughs> Usually the state itself, because they just want to go ahead and, you know, just make us all afraid, just just put us in their homes, to not get be to not to be a rabble rouser. It'll still to uh, not really fight against us, or will fucking kill you. Yes, yes, um, and I, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with that outlook. That it is at this point, uh, you know. Uh, it is essentially whether this is cultivated by the powers that be themselves or they, um, or if it's a manifestation of, um, you know, the sickness of our society, or we're just incapable of being adults and getting along. I'm not sure which of the three or something else it is, but at this point it is fucking us against them. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I, you and I have very overlapping sentiments about cops 
um, you know, my my perspective kind of comes from, you know, until because there are good cops out there, but until the good ones um, are the ones whose voice is heard and the bad ones are the ones who get fired, um, then they're all bad because that's the standard that we're held to. Um, it's a thin blue so line, and besides, to be honest, if I if I find fucking cops actually using violence and trying to destroy and dismantle somebody else's right, I'm I have. Every they have every single right to kill them. Call me your Wait, say that again all. because I think that was an important point. Well, I mean, if you're going to dismantle somebody's right, if you're not going to, if you're going to take somebody else's rights away, I, I, that's actually something that that's like taking somebody else's life away. So you know yeah. what? Fuck you. I'll kill you. Well, that, I mean, at least is... use violent amounts of force. Right. Well, that, I mean, that is like this, the, the, this, the central ethos that, that we kind of both strive for, right? Like, leave me the fuck alone. I'll leave you the fuck alone. Um, and, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, I think that when people get in the numbers and, and their scale, um, and that the crowd thinks, the group thing starts to take over, um, then, even unconsciously in smaller groups, people become statist or they become little tiny states unto themselves. And, um, you know, I feel that like the, the, the dogma, um, that, I mean, of course we, we have, we have to protest, we have to have our voice heard, but the way that, um, the protests have um, gone really since October, you know, since the 60s, um, and then probably really ramping up again with Occupy Wall Street is that they're, that they're so bipolar, they're so, um, uh, each side has, is so dogmatic that nobody's listening, everybody's just yelling with, you know, what they want to hear. There's absolutely no discussion. Um, and I know that's a result of frustration and, and being marginalized and, and, you know, years and years of not having your voice heard. Um, you know, but I think at some point um, we have to graduate from um, sort of this old, this old think of, um, of, Duality, because it allows us to be split so easily, and uh, and divide and conquer is such an effective um, tool uh, to keep us pleased, um, arguing amongst ourselves, and you know to fall victim to that that old strategy. I think is a is a damn shame. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, so it's like I said. Uh, before some people came in here, I did put a link to one of the uh, to one of the videos where uh, basically, you know, they were just streaming about the incident. So it's right there if people want to see it and if they want to go ahead and put their microphone, uh, not their microphone, but their magnifying glass and uh, look a little bit closer. That'll be fine. You know, try to analyze it. I mean, I, I didn't know what the fuck is going on. And thank goodness there was video of it. I really wish there was audio of it because there isn't. But you know what? At least we have, you know, video itself. So I'm happy. Well, I mean, let's 
let, let, let's take what we do know um, is, is basically just that three gentlemen, maybe four, um, actually, showed up. I, I thought they actually said uh, – I thought they said two. Well, they have two in custody. Um, there were three who they're looking for. They thought they had the third in custody. Um but they let him go, and that dude's picture is circulating around uh, the internet. And I mean, he's definitely okay. sketchy um, because he right at right after he released, he waited outside the, the the arraignment, the courthouse for for his buddies to get out, but they weren't released, um, and people were, took pictures of him. But um, and he looks really fucking quite terrified, to be honest. But so we know that three people showed up at the protest. For some reason, they stood out a little bit. Um, there were reports that they were yelling uh, racial epithets. Um, that that's not corroborated. I just heard that from a witness by a bystander witness. Um, but for whatever reason, they were, um, you know, they stood out. They were approached by um, a group of protesters who had been there and and are known in the Black Lives Matter movement and, um, you know, were asked to remove their masks. One of them had a, one of the guy, one of the three guys had a Black uh, Lives Matter sign. So they were, and again, the video shows that it's a, it's an, it, this is all an aggressive sort of interaction. Yeah. Uh, they were, you know, they were asked if they're in the Black Lives Matter uh, movement and they should take off their masks. And pretty, I think, pretty quickly things escalated. And then um, one of the guys reached for his waistband, pulled out a gun, and as he ran back, no, 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 actually, the first, okay. So what happened is that um, I think one of the guys actually punched him, and then they actually kind of went out for the gun. So they attacked him first. So, so let I mean so we so it's, all right. So and then what 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 is pure speculation is a that they are white supremacists. There's no way they could know if they were white supremacists. And as it turns out, one of the guys they're looking for is Mexican. And last time I checked my KKK handbook, they don't let Mexicans into white power groups. Um, I know the uh, if if he was Marine Corps. I mean, you know, then I guess things could be a little different. And but he was pretty white for Hispanic. Yeah, he's pretty. He is pretty white for Hispanic. Um, maybe, maybe he might be like around like the, like I don't, I don't really like to say, it, but like maybe like the um, alternative, right? I don't really know. Maybe I don't fucking even know. Maybe they were just trying to. I don't even fucking know. To be honest, well, I don't this, even this know what, what happened. What, what the, if the this situation whole thing was supposed to be a lark? And it could be. One of the, and one of the knuckleheads brought a piece because in the car, when they're on the way, the guy pulls out, the driver pulls out a gun, and the dude in the passenger seat says, Whoa, you brought a gun. And the other guy says, Yeah, I brought my gun. And the passenger says, Oh, I don't have my, my license to carry um, in Minnesota. And so it's all very, like, bizarre. You know, I mean, if you're a white supremacist, I don't think you really care about having a license to carry or not. Um, and then the fact that they do was surprised that the other guy brought the gun. So I I, I don't know what, what was going on there. If you brought a gun as a lark, then you're a fucking moron. Um, 
And nobody ever bring a gun to a protest. That's about the dumbest thing you can possibly do. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I, I think that without question, there's people in the Black, you know, Lives Matter movement that um, any incident of violence against, uh, per, that was even perceived to be against the protesters can be spun radically. Um, and all of a sudden you throw these, you know, terms like supremacist and white into the conversation and, and everybody gets all stirred up and, and oh, yeah. uh, rational thought goes out the window. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah, let's, let's keep our rational head um, about, about that incident. We all know there's, there's co-opters and, and sketchy people in the Black Lives Matter movement, just as there were in Occupy, just as there are in Anonymous, just as there are in any. Um, Absolutely. Just like in any other fucking movement there is, especially that has something of a big fucking traction like this. I mean, a lot well, of yeah. people believe in this fucking, you know, stuff, and they're like, okay, you know what, we'll just put this into our own fucking agenda. And it's kind of scary to think that maybe... That these people could actually, um, I mean, these people actually go around and, like, fucking burn down buildings. How even a Little Caesars and a fucking 7-Eleven? Right. You mean it, the the protesters? Yeah, like around uh, a year ago. Like around Ferguson. Yes, yes. Well, what, I mean, in the, at, at the time of Ferguson, um... I mean, I, but I, I, I feel like you feel their frustration a little bit, or you empathize with them a little bit. Mm. Not as much as I would, but I can understand. Like, maybe if it was wrongly done, yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, I have to look at, you know, other things. Maybe this person wasn't really the greatest, and they were doing something right. I don't know. And then when I'm looking at it, like, I mean... Most black people are kind of dumb. I mean, their average IQ is 85. And usually they have a lot more of... They have black... Black on black crimes are a lot more, uh, you know, than black on white crimes or white on black crimes. And then we also see, like, the statistics. I mean... Did you just go Trump? I don't want to go Trump. I know. Sorry. Wow, did you just go eugenics on me? I'm not. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't, don't want to go. I don't want to go eugenics, dude. No, I'm, I don't like going eugenics. But you, but you went. But their average IQ is 85, referring to a specific racial. Most, group. most. I don't think that's accurate. That's actually. Hey, I don't know where you got that figure. Right you got soft on that. I can. I can look it up. But. That aside, um, IQ tests in general, I don't believe to be accurate and reflective of a population. Um, well, they're certainly not reflective of a, of somebody of a biological population. No, what not they at may all. Be reflective of is a sociodemographic population. It is. Yeah, it's very true about the society. Yes, I mean it could. I mean, it could also do that. Like everybody in the trailer park, two down two miles down the road from me, and every one of them is fucking white as a cracker. And they're still they're, pretty they're, fucking dumb. <laughs> they're dumb as fucking a bag of rocks. And and again, not every one of them. There's plenty of 
you know, smart people in that trailer park, but the smart ones get out by the time they're 13, 14, 15, okay. one way or another. You know, <laughs> and it's the same thing that happens in the ghetto. There's no difference between the fucking ghetto and the trailer park, man. You know, it's poverty. And that is what defines us and them, is we oh, live yeah. paycheck to paycheck. And, like, that's what the whole solidarity movement needs to be built upon, is, is economics. The fact that we fucking live to work and they don't even work to live, that's what we need to start being focused on. Because when all you do is fucking work just to get from one week to the next, then you don't live. Then you can't focus on living. Then you can't think because you have anxiety, because you have stress, because you have bills to pay. You never have enough money. So you don't live. You don't participate in the world. All you do is serve. And so this Mm -hmm. is where this notion of debt slave comes into, right? So I choose, you know, everything. It's based on money. It's based on education. It's based on motivation. It's based on ambition. You know, it, it has nothing to do with you know, what parallel on the on this planet you happen to be born into, you know, yeah. whether it's fucking the North Pole or Sub-Saharan Africa. That's all race has to do with. That's it. It's, you know, now, now the, the, um, the you know, now the, the, the forces of culture, of institution, um, indoctrination, um, you know, and you I mean, choose and also education. And, yeah, and like I, mean, I, I want to get I want to get into this real quick about like what you were trying to say about uh, like you know with our own society and uh, the economy and so itself. I I can under I can you know kind of take that and say yeah, I truly like uh, can say yeah those are things that are like really really important, and I'd prefer to you know. Let's take away corporate taxes, you know, for other people, so then we can bring up manufacturing and businesses and have more entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship to, you know, people that actually have good ideas. And maybe I, I hope that people can actually get this done, and you know, we can actually live our lives rather than just work our asses off. And I, I can always say like, I work a really good job just because I like what I do, and many people don't have that kind of thing. They have to live off their lives. They have to sit down. They always have to, like, they always have to work. And besides, like, my philosophy on, like, working, if if it's something that you really have to do, then fine, go ahead. But if it's a hobby that you love, if it's something that you love, it isn't work. Absolutely. That's that's what we need more of. Yeah. Yeah. But I it's like the secret to life, right? It's like if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yep. And uh, you know, and 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 I I couldn't agree more with that. Um, you know, and but unfortunately, even the notion of of work being equated with with something uh or going after a certain type of work um that that would re- that would reward an individual intellectually um, and, and, like, life quality-wise is opposed to going after a job that, A, you think you can get because your self-esteem not, might not be, you know, high enough, and, B, because all you're worried about is getting a job to pay those next, you know, those next bills. Um, 
you know, like I absolutely have had the luxury in my life of pursuing jobs. Um, you know, right now I'm in that pursuit right now with computers and stuff, you know, to pursue jobs that I, that I enjoy as opposed to, um, you know, what, what I think will do me financially. Um, and I mean that I'm, I make no bones about it. That comes from, you know, who I was raised by, the station of life I was born into. Um, and, and that's, you know, a luxury that a lot of people don't have. And I've known you for a while now, and you work your fucking ass off, man. I've known you work like five different jobs at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of fine. I mean, I do a few jobs that are actually great. And I also yeah. do a few bits of hobbies, and I have some fun here and there. So I'm, I'm happy. You are. And, and like I said, I, you know, I mean, I, I am too. And But I think that some people, you know, who would hear us talk about work as something that, that, you know, can be enjoyable would be an alien notion to them. Um, you know, so many people live by the grind and the rat race and it's like dread every day. Um, I mean, just like, you know, not, not to jump topics, but I mean, we are, we are either, well, we're in world war three now. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to trying to sound, you know, over dramatic, but uh, it certainly seems like that that way. And um, and you know, and here we are. Ninety nine percent of the of of our country is still worried about paying their electric bill, um, mm-hmm. and 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 not sort of the bigger picture. I, I you know, I'm getting off a little bit on a tangent, and I apologize. Um, but you know, I I think that. Uh, Basically, in my whole opinion, on on I see race. I'm prejudiced. You know, I'm human. Um, my my mind makes you know a million calculations the moment I see somebody that I'm not even aware of, that I'm not even conscious of. They get processed in a nanosecond, and that's just being human. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we need to do is understand that those those guttural reactions happen and you need to transcend them and get over like the, the, the xenophobia uh, of difference. And right now, mm-hmm. again, it's uh, right now I feel like, and again, it's, it is, it, it is a position of, of, of white entitlement, but um, because I don't know the fucking pain of, of, of being black or the joy of being black, but, at some point, we need to decide to transcend our history and move on to the next phase of this whole human experiment, um, you know, or we'll be doing this in fucking, you know, we'll be doing this in 100 years, in 200 years, or until until we're all dead. Well, until the society would manage to kill ourselves via the climate change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we will have a Unscreen caller onto the show. Uh, unscreen caller, who is this? Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, this is Mitch. Hi Mitch. How you guys doing? Good Mitch, how doing you doing? Pretty brother? well. Good guys, good, good. Um, sorry to interrupt you. I didn't mean to. Uh, well, I meant to call you guys, but I was listening to you. Hey, guys. that's what we're here for, Mitch. Man, no worries. 
Man, that's why I appreciate you guys and I appreciate shows like you um, because it's a very serious time of our lives. And you were just talking about how, if you know, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, about how people are very um, uh, not awake uh, and they're so consumed in their own little lives. And you know, for the last 13 years of my life, um, ever since I uh, became really enlightened on human rights issues, I come from South Africa. I came to this country in America in 1995, and I've always been an activist, a human rights um, spiritual warrior, as you can call it. I'm also a soldier, and uh, it's yeah. amazing when you expose a lot of truth and things get really deep and really heavy, especially in the human rights arena, and you share this with the mainstream people, and you share this with very, very, very smart individuals and very capable people. And the amount of people who turn a deaf ear because of the fear and they they choose to remain in denial and also because they're very programmed, it's very hard. The number one enemy in the state of human rights or exposing of human rights or truth as it is fundamentally is, is indifference. It's a huge enemy that I've dealt with in a long time and it can lead to all kinds of discouragement. Um. Just out of curiosity, before you go on, um, sure. what do you like? What is your definition of uh, cognitive dissonance? Cognitive dissonance. Dissonance. Um, can you share more with me? What what, what what do you mean by that? Forgive me, just in layman terms. Do you mean just the understanding, the consciousness, the awakening? Yeah. What is your definition of that? Cognizant, dis cognizant dissonance. Uh, what I what I'm feeling, my intuition. When the first thing that pops into my mind is conscious awakening of what is truly going on, and the courage to stand by it and unplug yourself out of the matrix, no matter how hard and heavy and tough and 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 and, and, and um, um, troubling uh, and intense it is. Basically, and this is the actual definition of cognizance in a matter. Cognitive dissonance in a metaphor. It's driving a Hummer while having a say no to fossil fuel bumper sticker on your car. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, driving a fill in any minivan and having a, you know, say no to fracking bumper sticker on your car. It's the ability to hold one belief um, and hold it dear uh, while at the same time directly contradicting that belief with your everyday uh, small action. Um, and, and we live in a world of cognitive dissonance, right? Uh, I mean, literally everything the mainstream media says is to put cognitive dissonance uh, at, at an easier reach to your mind. So that to contradict yourself between the ego and the id becomes the way of thinking as opposed to self-awareness and being analytical, being critical and being self-aware. Um, and I think the, the inevitable result of having living in a corporate plutocracy or a, or a, 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 a false um, free market enterprise um, um, consumerist society the, the inevitable result is to live in cognitive dissonance because the only way it, it it works 
is if you forget all common sense, you forget you can fix things, that when things break, you have, you know, all we do is throw them out. No, you can actually fix things, you know, um, that, that American society continues um, to grow at the unfettered pace that it does um, while at the same time espousing, uh, uh, you know, being a, a, a fighter for the climate. Like, this is horseshit, right? Um, cognitive dissonance is what makes it possible to live in this fucked up society. Uh, you definitely have uh, nailed it on the head. And what I've learned in my life how to cope with this kind of thinking in the mainstream media, as you have said, it, it's almost like living a lie, and you don't even know you, you don't, you're not even awake to it. It's like, it's like George Carlin said it best: "It's the American dream, but you have to be asleep to believe it." And yeah. the key to me, to what I've realized, is you have to really search your own soul. You have to be responsible to, for your own life. And you have to really understand the ability to discern. And where does discernment come from? The ability to, discern, to, to understand and differentiate the, the, the difference between what is right and what is wrong, what is evil and what is righteous. Now, some people even choose to not accept that and say, well, we're all one. Yes, okay, we're all connected. But there is a responsibility that we cannot neglect. And as an activist, particularly working on exposing for the last 13 years, and you want to talk about just see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil, turning your, your backs because of money and the investment that is, that is, that is, that is um, on the line if anyone speaks about this issue, which I would love to share with you guys. But uh, it just, just the indifference, the cognizant dissidency, like you said, the, and, and the powers of be that control and want to control the people into you know, this indoctrination, and it has gone on for so long, and it's it's very subtle in America, but it's very strong in America, not as bad as in China, where it is just outright, you meditate in a park, or you, you know, say something that the government or the communist regime doesn't even believe in, you get your head cut off, you get your moin, or, in, or with, with, the, with the ISIS, or in, in, in Syria, and I've, and I've been... I've been on the front lines, gentlemen, for, for for a long time, eh? and uh, I've had spies after me. I've had the FBI, CIA, I mean, and I can tell you right now, I'd rather die a, 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 a courageous or a free man in my grave than live like a puppet or a slave. Rasta. Hmm. Rasta. Rasta. Exactly. And the Rastas are very good and they're very pos- positive and loving and also, you know, it's, it's very special. Yeah, it's no, no doubt. Well, you sound like you're you're in your mid-30s and, yes, and you just turned 30 and you grew up in South Africa. And so, I mean, the, uh, the stench of apartheid um, yeah. is, is still, uh, you know, really clings to South Africa. I mean... I, I, I have not been there, but I, you know, I heard, I have read and heard that uh, the conditions are, you know, in the townships and so on and so forth are as bad, if not worse, than they were during um, apartheid. And, and of course, um, many of the people who dig the resources of South Africa are black and um, and are still still treated essentially as as uh, they were during apartheid. Um, I mean, what is that like growing up in the shadow of that? 
Yeah, I thank God for Nelson Mandela. You know, he came out and he taught me in 19, I left in 1995, so he came out in 1990. And for five years, I lived under his leadership. And say what you want to say about Nelson Mandela. You know, they called, they only took him off at 95 off the terrorist lift. The FBI did. And you know, he was a freedom fighter. He he got himself he got himself involved into some serious stuff when he was younger. But I understand why he wanted to get himself. Uh, involved in that in terms of the freedom fighting and the liberation of his people. And when he came out of prison, he didn't take vengeance. He didn't, he wasn't angry. He led with compassion. He had a morality and a sincerity that unified black, white, Jewish, Muslim, Christian, transgender, gay, male, female, into a new South Africa. And it was actually five years of the amazing times of my life. That everywhere you went, everyone felt the solidarity. Everyone felt a harmony. It was very, very um, peaceful. It was a peace and reconciliation. And after that horrible, horrible apartheid that just tore the country to pieces. And, um, yeah, it was the five best years of my life. And thank God that I, I, I learned compassion. Because a leader of any nation has to have that heart, has to have that courage, has to understand the meanings and the principles of truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance, universal principles of any religion or spirituality that is upright, that offers propriety, that offers dignity and civility to its nation, to its people, to its community, regardless of who you are. I, yeah, it, I mean, if you're a, if you're a, a warrior of any sort, of any, in any army, uh, um, of any faith, peace or traditional, you know, war, to not have absolute admiration for uh, Nelson Mandela's mental fortitude um, and spirit for being in, in prison for 30 years and, and many of those years in, in you know, solitary confinement um, is unfathomable to me. Um, you know... Um, all right, so we yeah. have another unsuspecting caller. Um, we're going to bring him on. Well, that was fast. Okay. All right. Um, you're talking about apartheid. I wanted to talk about other stuff, but I'll still go with apartheid. Supposing, for example, I'm going to give you a hypothetical situation. Now, I happen to agree with the host when he's talking about Nelson Mandela as being uh, the archetype of perhaps what other rulers should be. Other rulers other rulers should um, should have compassion. Okay, I'm hearing a feedback that's fierce. Sorry, I had my scanner on there for a second. My apologies. Okay. But at the same time, let me give you this hypothetical. Let's say, for example, we're 50 years in the future, and you're able to leave Earth to go travel to another planet, and you're gone for about five years. Now you come back to Earth, and you find out that it's been occupied by Martians, and they allow you to settle down on the Earth. Are you going to say, wow, look at this. This is now the new status quo, and the Martians have killed um, my relatives, my friends. They've uh, depopulated a lot of the planet. And are you going to think, well, look at this. We have a ruler who has now joined forces, an American ruler, an American representative, or um, a world global representative, which has now joined forces with the Martians, 
and we should now have peace on the planet, and there should be no uprisings. Do you think that would be a rational way to think once you've arrived back on Mother Earth, having found that it's conquered by aliens? I think that, that it's always common sense to uh, to rise up against oppression. I mean, yeah. but you know, but I have oppositional defiance disorder. It might be completely neurological for me. Um, that's just full disclosure, okay? Um, what kind of disorder? I'm kidding. I'm joking. I said, oh, I didn't hear. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, op- oppositional defiance disorder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, disorder. I have that too. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that I think all all young males have that nowadays. I think okay. it's uh, compulsory yeah. in public schools. Um, well, that's rebellion. Well, not really, yeah. but you know. Yeah. So the point but I'm getting. Was, you know what the point I'm getting. I is. do. I do, okay. and, it, and it is a good point. But I mean. Like again, I mean, I, I would if we are going to take a hypothetical, you know, and, right. and talk about about Martians, I, it, and it was in the future. I, w- I would. It's very. Uh, it's. I mean, it's very optimistic. But I would like to think that we had, we had transcended this. this well, you're abs- optimistic. Absolutely, <laughs> it is. But I mean, I mean, I mean, if you I'm think go about ahead like, and, uh, if you remove, the, go ahead, brother. No, 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 no. Okay, go ahead and make your point, and then I'll, I'll put them back on. I was, I was just gonna say. I mean, if you remove, if you remove the cu- the cultural baggage of, um, you know, of, of race, and you look at it from a purely empirical um, point of view, there's no logical basis to um, continue uh, um, institutional racism. Uh, you know, it's been We've, we've disproven all the biological, all the eugenic, all everything that possibly could have separated people by race, by biology, by geographic location. We are, li- you know, literally all have the same tools at our disposal. Um, and well, so let's it, get away. It, let's get away from race and talk about DNA. It's in. Okay. It's in DNA. Yeah. From the time that the that uh, mankind had emerged from the caves, took that club and started clubbing women and started clubbing his neighbors, I pity the planet that we uh, that we arrive at because it's not going to be about mutual cooperation. It's going to be about colonization. We're going to be the Borg yep. once we leave this planet because it's in our DNA. It is predator prey. We will but go out to. That, yeah, that's my point, is that um, just because, um, you know, people want peace, everybody wants peace, once you've hurt one person, one group of people, one, uh, one category of families, they are going to seek revenge, just like the McCoys and the Hatfields. Simple as that. Until one person says no. I would have loved to hear, I would have loved to hear a world leader after this Paris thing say mm-hmm. no. No, we're not oh. going to immediately go to war. We're not going to fucking bomb the fuck out of... Uh, you know, Raqqa in fucking 25 minutes. I would have, I would, that would have been so refreshing. And you know what? All it takes is one. All it takes is one to say, no, you know what? We're not going to fucking be victims of our reptilian brain, of the fucking primordial, you know, source of, of where we came from. It's time to fucking move on. It's time to transcend this fucking, you know, our limbic system. Our emotions and 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 overthinking and and 
put things back into perspective or put them into perspective if there's never been. Because, of course, you know, like we, we come from the primordial ooze. So the expectation is to act, act like an animal. But, but guess what? We have not been animals for No, several, we're still animals. We're two-legged well, we animals. We, we, sti- we, still are, we still are mammals, but we have the gift of self-awareness. We have the gift of remorse or empathy or the curse, whether you, which well, most way you people look do. at it. But what about the psychopaths? The psychopaths that run the world, the psychopaths that are politicians in every country. Holland now, he's talking about closing down all of France because of this one Paris attack. That's all he was waiting for. He was a socialist by nature. They knew that when they elected this asshole. Well, it, I mean, it's, you know, it's nuts. I think that in a couple of weeks, you know, a lot of Parisians are going to wake up and go, what the fuck? Well, uh, that was we, yeah, we've given it all up, you know. And, I mean, I guess, you know, they, it, they're, they're pulling the old Patriot Act, the old 9-11. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, if, if I'm here with you guys, I live in the United States of America. I believe heavily in the Second Amendment, the right to arm, to protect our families, to protect our communities, to protect our children and women. And I think the cause of all this terrible, terrible destruction, death, is the degeneration of the moral, of the, of the morality in our hearts and the mind in our brain. Okay? Because I can tell you right now, if there was an uprightness, if people started to really look within themselves spiritually, emotionally, and physically, and say, listen, can I, can, am I able, as a human being, as you said, brother, we're gifted, we're, we're two-legged mammals, but we're gifted with common sense, with self-awareness, with a conscience, with an essence of differentiation between able uh, righteous, righteousness or doing good and doing evil. And we have a choice. That is a choice. We have free will in this country particularly as I've been growing up in America, coming from South Africa. I love America because we have the freedom of choice. We have the freedom and we are under the Constitution of the United States allowed to say and speak our own minds and we are allowed to write the right to bear arms. And what's destroying the American value of this freedom is this communist, leftist, liberal, cowardly nonsense that Thank you. Is offens- it, it, it's being a, uh, this offensiveness of not able to speak your mind. Now, I'm not talking about un- unless you're putting your hands on somebody or hurting somebody. That's different, or threatening someone's life. But when you ha- America's great because you have the right to speak, you have the right to say. You know, for 13 years in my life, I've been working in exposing the tyranny of the communist regime in China and the forced organ harvesting for 13 years now, guys. And China's a complete terror, it's an abnormal society. And it's in the darkness right now because people have been distracted by ISIS, which is another evil threat. But America is still alive, even though there is yeah. a lot of you know, stuff that's going on. I but, wish that we had more immigrants like you. I'm anti-immigration, you, legal immigration, and illegal immigration. But I yeah. wish we had more immigrants like you or people Thank who you. had come from... Um, Yugoslavia or from Hungary where they experience firsthand the communist oppression because oh, they appreciate okay. America more than most Americans do. Yes, and you know what? And I, and I want to thank you. I want to thank you as an American for allowing me to come into your country, to come into your home, to have 21 years of freedom in this country, being able to, uh, to create a business, create, to go to schools, live off your land, on your land, in your banks, in your commerce, 
I thank you because I tell you, man, people that preach about how America's this and how America's that, they need to go to communist China, they need to go to Africa, they need to go to former Yugoslavia or the Middle East, and they see the terror. I mean, you, 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 America's still alive. Until the, the, the internet shuts down, until you're arrested and gone to and get sent to a death camp because you're sitting and meditating in a park, or because you, or, or all of us are arrested and rounded up tonight. We still have a chance of freedom in this country. Yes, there is a lot of communist, fascist, uh, uh, um, social engineering that is going on and speaking into America. But that's why the Second Amendment is very important because it's the yeah. First Amendment. And the Second Amendment is under attack and has been under attack and will continue to be under attack because that is the precursor to how nations become conquered. Because it's the, de- the despots themselves that conquer the nations. It's not outside influence. Exactly. And it's not it's not the communist threat, which is a real threat. Now, my opinion is is that communism is only a, is only um, a isn't, symbol. Isn't of what North going... Korea the only communist country left? No, China. Really? China controls North Korea. Oh, China is an odd. I mean, China is a hybrid of communism and 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 well, the consumer, consumer capitalism. The I mean, parties. if anything, China is the most unregulated free market on the planet. Uh, no. no, it isn't. No, it's not, brother. No, no it isn't. No, it's not. Uh, if, not if, by a wall. I mean, every, if you're, if, if you're a state-sanctioned, no, no, if you behave state yourself, sanctioned. and you're a state-sanctioned business, you can get away with anything you want. If no, you, if you pay corruption, and if you pay for the local authorities to look the other way. But that's but the way it works here, too, right? We but just not to the same degree as in China. You have to read some no. of the white papers about China. Yeah, uh, there's a great there's a great publication. If you ever are an avid reader, um, it's called the Nine Commentaries on the Communist Party, and it exposes the evil of communism and Marxism that has really destroyed China, and has led to the to uh, up to 60 to 80 million unnatural lives, destroyed 5,000 years of Chinese culture. But you are you are the Nine Commentaries uh, on the Communist Party. It's a free publication online, but you were right about it. The thing I wanted to say was that this is not about communism, because before communism even got into existence, before Marx was born, you had Hero, Caligula, Caesar, and you had everybody else prior to them. All they wanted was to rule their nations and to become gods and to rule the world. So this is, you know, this is this is a continuation of what's been going on for centuries. Sure. Well, I mean, that's my that's basically my my. You know, condensed historical philosophy is. I mean, all, you know, all 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 of this is right now is a continuation of empire and the struggle for empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Pax Romana persists. Um, I mean, our our culture is so um, still aligned with the values of of, of empire, um, and still and and clearly our 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 behavior as a country and um, our leaders um, still think that we are empire and uh, the whole divine right, you know, Constantine co-opted the, the, the Christian church, um, a, a pure fiduciary move um, to consolidate power, um, and here we yep. are, you know, thousands, you know, uh, what is me, I'm just prattling on. Uh, here we are, 21, 2100 years later, and I mean it's still empire. We still live in colonialism. We still 
have Jim Crow. Uh, we haven't changed the fucking iota, but we should. And you know what the biggest um, manifestation of that is? It is the way that the American people vote. They're, you know, the American people hate Congress. They they believe that Congress, uh, they're lower than snake shit. But what do they do? They keep going back to the polls and voting in the Democrats and the Republicans. It's, uh, <laughs> and I don't understand it. All of our cancer here in America stems from Congress. 435 people who make laws that have to be carried out under the force of coercion. People hate them. People hate Obama. But they keep voting their jailers back in. Which means, as far as I'm concerned, there's very little hope for Americans because the brainwashing tactics have worked very well. You're right. Um, gentlemen, if, if, if I may, um, uh, just share with you because I want to I wanna, uh, um, get off the line in a moment. Thank you very much for allowing me to come on. I just want to share with you, have you ever heard about the, uh, the forced organ harvesting of the spiritual movement, the Falun Gong in China? Yeah. Falun Gong? The Falun Gong, yeah. They're, they're, they're up to six million now have been killed and harvested for their organs in China. Um, that's the cause I've worked on for the last 13 years. And if I can just share with you a website, maybe you can just do a little bit more research on it to just become more aware if you oh, can. Can you lay, lay down some basics of Falun Gong, though? Because um, as far as I understand, there's a lot of Falun Gong schools, like in the United States. No, 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 no. Falun Gong is just a spiritual practice that became the largest mind and body practice uh, type of Chinese yoga in China between 1992 and 1998. But aren't uh, there a lot of schools in the in the United States where you can go and and learn that that uh, thread of of um, meditation or spiritual enlightenment or whatever he called it? But I mean, it's kind of like a cult, isn't it? No, no, not a cult. Not, there's no schools or um, hierarchy. Scientology is the cult, is, 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 you know, that forces people to go in there. I'm sure you've heard about Scientology in California. Falun Gong is a very, a very spiritual, ancient Chinese practice. It's free of charge, and you can go learn it. Mostly you can go learn in the parks. There's no hierarchy. There's no religious fervor. There's no schools, nothing, no, none at all. Um, it, you mainly can, you know, if you'd like to go learn, you learn in the parks. There are a couple of people who in, in different states, and they can teach you for free. It's, it incorporates five exercises and a very Buddhist and Taoist philosophy of just improving moral character. Yet this well, that sounds all very beneficial. So where did the dark side come in? Okay, here we go. Because Falun Gong became the largest holistic spiritual practice in all of communist China between 1992 and 1998, over 100 million practitioners in China, one out of every 12 people in China were practicing. The communist dictator, Jiang Zemin, who was at time the military dictator of China in 1999, grew very hateful and jealous that he couldn't control the hearts and the minds of so many people. And, the, and, and Falun Gong, that became the largest group in China, was overshadowing his legacy. So he landed the practice and launched the most brutal persecution in modern history to eradicate them, destroy them, and then send them to death camps, cut out their organs while alive, and sell them as the healthiest organs in the world illegally without any consent for the last 15 years. Oh, also, also, um, they, uh, they grabbed up their legs, and, uh, they tied them 
down onto uh, like a chair, and then what they did is grab a brick and actually tried to break them up. Yes, over a hundred torture. Yes, over a hundred torture methods. Um, David Kilgore and David Mattis. Um, if you really want to find, uh, uh, because there were two two investigators in the calendar, David Kilgore and David Mattis, who had uh, a report called the Kilgore Mattis Report at StopOrganHarvesting.org. They broke it down that, and confirmed that the allegations of the forced organ harvesting of the Falun Gong was indeed going on, as well as Ethan Gutman the investigator reporter in America who wrote the book Slaughter, and they uh, have exposed that this is going on. This is a new kind of evil gentleman that hasn't existed on such a large scale, an unprecedented scale of, and scope and size. Now, there has been going on you know, organ harvesting in India, in Africa, in some in Israel, but not to such a targeted, state-mandated, systematic approach that has been going on in China against the spiritual movement following Gong. And like I said, you know, this is not a this is not a cult. This is not a uh, a terrorist group, as the communist regime is made out to be. I come from a, oh, yeah. uh, I'm not a religious person. You know, I'm a, I come from South Africa. Some of my friends, my family is Jewish. I like you know Christianity, Buddhism, Taoism. Whoever wants to believe in what they want to believe in, they want to believe in. But the communist regime slandered Falun Gong as a cult, and then started killing them for their organs. Uh, it's, it's, very, it's very, very serious. Well, this is a precursor of things to come if you believe in world domination. Well, how much does a kidney go for? Well, they were uh, the communist regime were, were um, actually placing uh, websites on uh, up about 13 websites until they took it down because they were getting very uh, it was very getting exposed. But up to 60,000 a kidney, 120,000 dollars for a lung, 50,000 for a heart. Um, and up to six million now uh, have been killed and murdered in China. Uh, six million. Uh, but estimate, uh, projected figures, projected figures, gentlemen, up to 10 to 15 million. Because remember, you can put 100 million practitioners, one out of every 12 Chinese people, yeah. 10% of the population. This is this is the fate of the world that people don't stand up for their rights. Correct. So I've, I've dedicated my life for the last 13 years. You know? mm. Would you happen to know how many Tibetans have been killed by uh, mainland China? Um, so many as well. That was actually the second group that's been persecuted and killed for their organs. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot targeted. And also, also the, the Uyghur Muslims in uh, in China as well, they've also been targeted severely. Mm. House Christians, Catholics, Democratic activists. Well, I'm glad that you've learned from the lessons um, in your stating that people should never give up their guns. Because I would imagine a lot of people would say, you know, because of the evil in the world, in order to combat evil, you can't fight violence with violence, and we should let go and let God. And I'm not of that philosophy. No, no, no. Let's go ahead and just fucking kill him. Yep, yep. I don't believe in God. I do believe in the Second Amendment. Um, I also believe that amendments are amendments because they can be amended. Um, and, uh, um, I, you know, I, 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 ha- I have guns. Um, I don't think that they would be very effective um, against the state. I don't have that many of them, nor do I have that many arms. Um, you know, um, I, I don't You're think right. That, that if the state were to become very, very organized, militarized, yeah, that's the purpose I mean, you of, can't bring a gun to a drone fight. 
No. Uh, or, or tanks or military helicopters. That's, that's probably the major reason why they want to uh, militarize well, the police. It's not because they well, want to. Well, I, I am the universe in the chat room is, is making some uh, uh-huh. pretty interesting um, comments in, in in the chat room. And uh, his last one was the USA bankers and blue bloodlines created China. And if you go back to the opium wars, uh, and even do, you know, just read the fucking Wikipedia page, um, you know that that's accurate. Yeah, because the Rockefellers, actually the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, particularly Rockefeller, was very interested and aided aided and abetted the Mao Zedong and the Communist Party. And once the globalists, George Soros, and they all want a communist belt system that's modeled after communist China to come into America and take over America. Well, you know what they've done very brilliantly is that they've convinced people that due to our compassion and other people's supposed compassion, we're supposed to allow refugees into our country. The same refugees who come from a land that we're bombing. And even if they weren't part of ISIS, I would think they would have some sort of grudge against America for bombing their villages and their towns. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be pretty much a natural reaction to uh, just turn it Yeah, a, na- a natural reaction, you know, to having a country fucking bomb the fuck out of you yeah. for your grandparents' life, your parents' life, yeah. and then you know your life. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, if we look at the empirical evidence, and I don't know if your opinion on uh, immigration, uh, you know, uh, I'm against immigration. Uh, per- period. Yeah. Okay. And this precedes the Paris thing in the whole theory. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Now, legal immigration as well. So, um, legal and illegal. So, so what, what, where would we be living right now without legal immigration? Who would... Well, who that's, your, a, that's I a, mean, a false argument. The, the fact that I came, or my grandparents came, from uh, different countries to settle here is not an argument which is worthy of we should not let immigrants in today because, number one, our economy cannot support it. Number two, the law of physics... Two bodies cannot occupy the same space at the same time. If an immigrant has a job, a natural-born American does not. I have the luck of the straw by having been born here. It is my right to enjoy what our nation supplies to me, not somebody else from another country. Would you come mow my lawn? Would I? Yeah, sure, if I needed the money. Why not? You I don't have to swallow my pride. Forget about the college education. Okay, well, you're, yeah. a, rare, you're a rare bird, no, I'm and not. I, I admire that. Yeah, no, I I'm not. Are, because I've stood outside of a fucking labor-ready place trying to hire white people to fucking milk cows. They but literally, they literally tell me to go fuck themselves. And you know why? Because them. we've been taught that we should work for a minimum wage. Now, if you're going to offer five bucks an hour... To somebody, I'm offering 15 bucks an hour, third 15 shift, bucks an hour, milking and cows. Well, then that they don't need the money. But they're on welfare. Oh, they're fucking crackers. No, they're okay. they're those, poor white those, trash crackers. Those, those are those are white trash. So this exists like in all like all all cultures, right? So I work with tons of Brazilians, Mexicans. Uh, um, Peruvians, um, you know, I work in the food business and and in the agricultural business. Without them, I would have no business because I wouldn't have employees. But at the same time, if 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 all of the Europe, not the Europeans, but all all of the immigrants were not here, went back home, there would be a vacuum that would have to be filled, 
And in today's economy, those people that are refusing to work for the $15, okay, to milk a cow, if they needed the money and if there was no welfare, you better believe they'd be there working. That happened well, that's, in the 20s. That's a big caveat. What about the Absolutely. ice reformers? What about in the And it's going to happen again in 20 years that's or right. even 10 years. That's I mean, right. it's right on the horizon. Social Security is gone. If and you the do welfare the, if you state, do the arithmetic. The welfare state is a, is a, is a symbol of the cancer that's in Congress. Congress allows this, and it's not for our benefit. Congress is part of this particular plan because either they're blackmailed or they're psychopaths, and they'll sell America down the river for 21 pieces of silver to control the nation. They're there for power and for control. They're not there to serve their constituents. I, I, I agree 100%. I don't put it in terms of color. I mean, I don't think there's any difference between, um, you know, Donald Trump and fucking Jesse Jackson. They're both they're both opportunists, predatory opportunists, you know. Um, yeah. Well, if, if you really examine the office of the presidency, it would take a genius with an IQ over 160, photographic memory, to really give that just, I mean, to give that office justice. Because you, no one man can, can make all the decisions that, he, that he's going to be forced to make throughout 24 hours of the day, not just 18 hours of the day. 24 hours of the day dealing with political issues at home, military issues abroad, um, social conditions here at home, the polls. He has to do the campaigning. He has to make speeches. He doesn't have the time, nor does he have the brain power, to take a look at what the advisors from the Pentagon and from other activist groups and other advocate groups are going to present to this guy or this girl. Okay? So anybody who wants that office, they don't know what they're getting into, or if they do, as far as I'm concerned, they're psychopaths. They're there for the power. They're, all they're doing is they're being elected to be Caesar, as opposed to uh, as opposed to just seizing the office. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, once you once once you go through the three ring circus, at least in the United States, of mm-hmm. an election, mm-hmm. um, and then you're put up on that on that pedestal. Uh, uh, your efficacy dwindles at an alarming rate, at, at least in my anecdotal observation. You know, it's like... Well, the president has more power than I gave him credit for. I mean, he he is allowed to appoint, and I didn't believe this, but I think, unless somebody can correct me, he's allowed to appoint 1,000 uh, people. Is that true? I, I don't know. I mean, like one thousand. That's like cap, like of his own advisors. members involved include, like, for example, yeah, like attorney holder, the AG, right? Holder was an appointment. Yeah. He can appoint the SEC commissioner, I believe. He can appoint other people. And I'm thinking. Yes, our, our judicial and our executive uh, system is elected. For what? He can. He can. Uh, he can elect uh, the Supreme Court. Yeah, he got a. Well, he can uh, no, he can uh, I mean, uh, he can nominate them, but then they have to. Oh, that's another good point too: checks and balances. How do you have checks and balances when the people on the Supreme Court have to come from either the Democrat or the Republican Party and have to be ratified by members of the Senate who are both the Democrats and Republicans? How do you have checks and balances? Let me yep. put it into yep. a different perspective. Let's say instead of the Democrats and Republicans, you have the Genovese versus the Sopranos. And now you have to elect nine judicial people 
from either the Genovese or the Sopranos? Do you actually believe there's going to be checks and balances when they come from both of these crooked parties? There is no one such party, thing as checks it? and balances, and this is the point I'm trying to make. It has, in order to have a truly check and balance system, you have to have a completely independent person. Yeah, uh, a check and balance system doesn't work in a two-party arrangement. You're right. Because if you, it's a conflict of interest. Yeah, I mean, it's like having two people on a judge panel. There you it go. Doesn't, it doesn't work. I have yeah. a connected, I have a connected kidney too, and uh, it's Dalek. Thirty grand, we could go in together and get sixty grand. <laughs> no, guys, don't joke about that, man. That's my work. I know. I know. <laughs> I was just trying to lighten it up Dude. a little bit, but no, I know. I, I, I know. But. I know. And it, I mean, you know what? And and I would like thanks for the the work you do. Uh, Six million people. I had no fucking idea, man. Yeah, please, please, please consider, you know, guys, especially I am the universe. Uh, StopOrganHarvesting.org. All the uh, evidence is there. More is coming out. And uh, also, UpholdJustice.org, guys. But, yeah, it's a a new kind of evil, and it hasn't really been exposed. And the reason why is because of money. I see no evil, speak no evil, Mm -hmm. hear no evil. This shit is worse than... this, this shit is worse than the fucking Nazis, man. What they're doing to the Falun Gong in China is, I mean, 13 years of my life I've dedicated. I've given up everything. I've had spies after me. My, my phone's attached, so I think the FBI's listening. It doesn't matter, whatever. The college, well, that's just normal procedure. It's uh, normal procedure. Yeah, I mean, we're all being tapped. Uh, the NSA all I do is sell weed. They got all my shit tapped, too. Okay, okay, there we go. <laughs> you know what? God bless you for doing that, man, because it's the heat, it's the heat of a nation. You know, God God bless you for that. Oh, man. cannabis, another issue. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah well, we, I, well, hold on. I want to talk to you because you guys are, are uh, you guys are great guests. Thanks for calling in. All right. So Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So where did money, where, where, let's talk about money. Money started with salt, maybe, and was this like the first pass off of um, sort of any sort of harmony as a species? Uh, was it agriculture? Like, where was the first step where we, it may where have we been went wrong? Uh, seashells, tobacco, they've been used as money. It means wrong I have money. a connected kidney, like he, Dally's trying to sell one. No, there's nothing wrong with money, absolutely. I mean, I think that the pursuit of money um, at the expense of everything else there you go. Um, yeah. is, is a little tough uh, for me to for me to. The pursuit my of money around. is the root of all evil, you're right. It's the, it's the greed where you're going to cut off other people's heads, hands, and hearts. I'm not talking literally either. I'm talking about and, and to get rid of the competition in order for you to have more than just your so-called fair share. And I have no problem with billionaires. I wouldn't mind being one tomorrow. Just as long as they don't rob me of my assets. In order what would you do with all that money, though? Do you have children? Ooh, children? Why? Why? Well, what? I mean, because what would you do with all that money? Like, I, you, a billion dollars, you couldn't spend that in one lifetime, no, right? you so, can give it away. The thing is, yeah. you can give it away. Well, yeah, and I think yeah. the point that you're probably Word. trying to make is why would these billionaires hold on to, like, 900 million of it, you know, when they don't need it? And you're right. They don't need it. But the thing is, if they have earned it without having to steal it from other people, okay? Or harm other people, exactly. 
You know, if they have stolen it from other people, if they've interfered with the legislature in order for them to pass laws which are oppressive against people so that these people in, in um, at the top can stay at the top, then I have a problem. But if yep. I, through my efforts, okay, learn to make a few million dollars a year, I don't want anybody saying, you know what, you got to give away some of that. I'm going to say I earned it because I worked for it. You don't work 14 hours a day. I do. Correct. Yep. And you know what, if I, if, I, if I may add, as long as you do it honestly and upright and, and trade fairly with a righteous mind and a good heart, yeah. you deserve to have billions of dollars. It doesn't matter. But when you start hurting and harming people and taking advantage of people, that's when you go wrong. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of these billionaires have done that. The wrong yeah. Well, that's, I mean, a lot of the, I mean, it's very, 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 very difficult to attain, hold on to um, intergenerational wealth um, in today's day and age. And um, it's, you know, most of our billionaires live on the interest that their great, great, great grandfathers made in the industrial age. Um, there, I mean, you know, the guys like Bill Gates, and Steve Jobs, who stole everything anyway, are very rare. But um, I have stole. absolutely no problem with free market enterprise as long as everybody is playing on the, by the same rule book and on the same level playing field. Unfortunately, that's, that's, that's not a reality, um, you know, that... Just because uh, of the state, because you know what, to be honest, it's a very big infectious little cancer and uh, that, you know, everybody can use because power is always conceded and they always want to have it. And when it comes to business, uh, people are going to use that to their own um, values. Well, going back to cognitive dissonance, it's, I mean, and let's take Donald Trump as an example again, because he's such a jackass. I love making fun of him. You know, to say something like, I earned all my money myself, I took one small loan from my father, and then to look at that loan and see that it was, you know, $2.6 million, Guess what? I can't go to my pops and ask him for two point six million dollars, and I bet none of you guys do. No, to but I'm, let me shoot. And, and, and but to say like I earned everything myself, all I got was this little leg up, two point well, six million did. dollars. Well, well but that, he didn't million, earn everything himself. Though. Two point six million to grow to six billion, he did it himself. Even if he got his father's entire legacy of fifty million dollars to stretch it to six billion, he did it himself. Hey guys, uh, sorry to interject. Uh, my phone's about to die, but it's a pleasure to talk to you, and I wish you guys all the best. You too. South hey, America. you too, man. And we will definitely, you know, definitely spread the, um, you know, the word on the work you're doing. Um, you. I copied that link, and uh, we'll tweet it out. And anytime you want to call in, man, please do. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure, and hope to see. I hope to meet you guys in my life, and, 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 and these are the kind of moments I cherish. Because thank you very much for your wisdom and your sharing, and, and, and I hope to meet you in my life. But take care, guys. All the best. Take care, and good luck to you. Peace. You too. Yeah. Okay. You, thanks, brother. Thanks for your knowledge. And thanks for Peace. thanks for tweeting out that uh, stoporganharvesting.org, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks, brother. Bye. Peace. Bye. So getting back to. Um, 
um, offering my opinion about Trump and and disagreeing with him. If you took two two point six million and stretched it to six billion, that's over a hundred times, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. He so, certainly, I mean, how parla- many he certainly you know? parlayed the loan. Well, yeah, but let's say you got five million dollars today. How many people, especially when you take into consideration that ninety percent of all businesses fail by the tenth year? How many people will take ten million dollars and not blow it? If you take a look at the history, of people have won the lottery. Oh, jeez. You know, okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, it definitely, it definitely. I'm not I mean, saying he's I, not a jackass. I'm just let's put him. Yeah, in no, the no, I hear you. I hear you. You make a you make a very a very valid point. I mean, um, you know, I mean, cl- clearly he made some some shrewd business decisions, um, but. Uh, Fucking I am killing me right now. Angela Merkel is not really German. What is she? Uh, I don't know. Ask I am. I wish you would call in. Is I am universe. I am. Is that you, NK? N2K? I am is the only one who is that with me on the internet, by the way. Uh, um, uh, so I'm particularly uh, particularly honored he's in the chat room. Um, yes, a Canadian. I mean, how do you bankrupt four casinos? Well, but he never. Either worked. way, let's, he's he's he, going by technicalities, okay? He yes. Never, well, I guess I guess he says it was he a business decision. Never went bankrupt. Decision. He filed for bankruptcy, but he never went bankrupt. So he's right. crossing words. That's what he was going to sue Rosie O'Donnell about. Rosie O'Donnell? How did she get into this? She was on the View, and uh, she didn't like the way that um, Trump had talked to um, or talked about family values. So she made fun of him for about 15 minutes. That pissed him off. Jeez, pissing off Trump. Who would ever, who would ever have thought that? So he threatened to uh, to sue her for um, for slander because she said that he went bankrupt, and he's threatened other people. I don't think he ever did go bankrupt. He was filed for bankruptcy, but I don't think he ever went and actually completed uh, the bankruptcy process to actually become bankrupt. I think he got saved. Huh. But you're right. I mean, the, the point is, is that he did fucking um, almost uh, ruin something like, I don't know, the number of casinos that he owned in, in, in Atlantic City. But he's making most of his money now through licensing, not through the casinos. Sure. Really? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Trademark. Hmm. Um, and I, I got to tell you, a particularly uh, delicious moment in the uh, early presidential debates. I haven't I haven't watched very many of them. I listened to this one on the radio. Um, was um, uh, the former head of Hewlett Packard? What's her name? Carla Fiorina. Uh, yeah, Carla yeah. Carla Fiorina and Donald Trump arguing who is the worst business person. Because this woman <laughs> drove Hewlett Packard right into the fucking dirt, right? Yeah. Um, um, I don't I don't know. They they say that I haven't I haven't really taken a look at her. Possible, very possible. But mm. well, all I know is my laptop doesn't work, and I'm blaming her. Why not? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. The thing is, is that she. Um, one thing I learned about her a couple of weeks ago, if it's true, I didn't. I didn't read this or verify this, but somebody told me that she has affiliations with the NSA. Yeah, yeah, she does. She Big does. Yeah, I would. I, I would think that anybody who becomes the CEO of a computer company has to have affiliations with 
Well, I, I would agree with you on that. Most likely, they would probably be in bed with them, yeah. But um, for her to have been an asset, wow. You know? Yeah, well, it was about, what was it, less than a year, right? She was an asset. Oh, I don't know. And, I, I don't mean, know. to I be know. honest, I was rooting for her when she became the CEO because she was, you know, the first female CEO of a big, mm-hmm. of a big tech company. And uh, I... I think that I thought that was awesome. I think that's great. But performance is everything. I mean, like yeah. I said, I believe in free market enterprise, right? I just, I just want people to be, you know, it doesn't have to be the fucking completely bubble level playing field. But I mean, we're at such a disparity now um, that 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 you know, there's very. I but don't you know, know with political it's... correctness, if you and I start off with the same, uh, everything being equal and on the same playing field, but I grow my company to be ten times larger than yours because I'm a little bit more aggressive or I see opportunities better than you, people then I have want... no right to bitch. Well, I'm I'm agreeing with you, but then other people, the the, the real they bitch. Form, yeah, and I don't want to hear. But that's not free market enterprise. I know. I right? don't like this. I'm, this is I'm some weird conglomeration. I'm... I'm with you 100%, but I don't like the fact that capitalism does kind of cannibalize its own, <laughs> you know, yeah. to a degree. <laughs> or consumerism does. Oh, I'm all for consumerism. Without without us as the consumers, why would you as a businessman have an incentive to sell me stuff if I don't want it? I think it? there's an inherent contradiction between capitalism and consumerism because what capitalism does, mm-hmm. or what free market, excuse me, capitalism doesn't even exist. What free market enterprise does is, is, or at least on paper and in theory, what it's supposed to do is ensure that the person who provides the best service mm-hmm. and the best product is prevails, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not okay. that it has the best fucking advertising, not that it has the most clever slogan, but who puts out the best product. But who, when I grew up, mm-hmm. my, my dad was born in 1926. Right. When I grew up, my dad said, if a product has to advertise, they're not worth buying. Yeah. No, that's branding. I'm in marketing, so I know what you're talking about. But don't blame the marketer. Okay. No, I don't blame the marketer. Are you kidding me? Fucking, I'm a huge, huge uh, fan of, uh, of Bernays. You know, oh, Edward yeah, Bernays right. was a Bernays. You picked the wrong guy, though. Well, he's I mean, the guy he they wanted to learn how to propagandize and uh, brainwash the American people. Well, he did it so well. Goebbels fucking studied yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, why did I pick the wrong guy? It's not my fault that a psychopath. I mean, he was commissioned to, you know, figure yeah, out can. how to brainwash he, he people. He was very effective, but he's not one of my favorite people. I mean, he's not one of my... I don't think I'd like to have a beer with him, or maybe I would, you know? I mean, he's a pretty interesting guy. What is he? He's Sydney interesting, Floyd's he's not one nephew? of my favorite people. He's effective, yeah. Effect. The thing is, though, yeah. he's, he is one of those psychopaths that were employed in order to brainwash us, and every and I'm going to say I was brainwashed as a kid. Yeah, same here. You know? And I don't like you the know, fact that I was brainwashed. You're you're in this kind of school and uh, plus <laughs> indoctrination centers and indoctrination plus. Hey, are you on Twitter? On the are you on the old Twitter machine there? Media. No, because right I used to be a political activist and I do not want to be easily traced by the government. <laughs> <laughs> not good for you, man. 
I, you know, that's a whole nother fucking can of worms. Um, the whole the whole technology thing. I, I'm I, I'm always like about to slip over into being a. Uh, I love technology. Uh, it's just that it's huge. I, lo- I love it, but it's very very hard to keep under control. Uh, yeah. and or not controlled. Control is not the right word, but I you know, I feel like I'm always teetering on becoming a uh what what was that uh going on the dark side? <laughs> well the, the, no not the dark side but the uh and the uh uh AI, like a Ludovite. AI. AI. You know, I always fucking yeah. am on the verge of being like, Oh man because technology causes me anxiety, you know. Yeah. What do you guys uh, think I'm about a, artificial intelligence? Oh, I'm a, I am a, I am an avid transhumanist. Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding! No way. Let's talk about it. Let's talk okay. about it. Okay. Before we get into the time, before we get into this, I gotta, I gotta go to the restroom. Let's go ahead and get like a beer real quick. Uh, if you guys want to go ahead and get one, um, let's go ahead and cycle up our thoughts, try to get our notes and stuff. Uh, so let's do that real quick, and then uh, we'll come back onto the show. All right. Shots. Okay. I'll yeah, come back, man. You you are. Well, I'm still here. Yeah. I don't have to go get anything. So if you want to talk yeah. to me about listen to a tune, spit a tune, D. All right, let's do it. <laughs> we'll be back.
Got a fever, and the only prescription is more Star Rail Radio. A call in now, a six four six nine two nine one four eight zero. Now your host, Antichrisis seventy three and Encap Dalek. for calling in because you've certainly enriched sure. the conversation. Well, anytime. <laughs> right on, brother. Uh, so I like, I'd like to hear about transhumanism and how it's humane. Well, okay. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I, I just kind of explained how I go back and forth between being a ludovite and not understanding how technology is 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 going to ultimately help us um, or not um, because, but I think that one of the major flaws in, in, in the wires right now is um, is the fact that, that we are still involved in it and, and the weakest link in any system is the human link okay. and mm-hmm. this doesn't mean that I want to walk around you know with my head in a jar like Mr. Burns in the Simpsons um, nor does it mean that I think people should live forever. But I do think that there's something to be said for the analogy about evolution and the... Um, right, let me interrupt for a second. The trepidation, I think I'm on. the trepidation to take the step. 
I think I may be misinterpreting where you're about to go. If you're going to say that the, let's say, the evolution of technology for for it to merge with the human body, so that the human body, for the for the masses, can engage in potential for 200 years of life without pain, I would say cool. But when you say transhumanism, automatically that means to me the takeover of that technology by the psychopaths. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's what I, I, I can't disagree with you. At this juncture, you know, um, one of the things that Dalek referred to as earlier that separates us from them is where the technology that I imagine guys like you might have invented, might have helped develop, um, um, you know, has been usurped by, mm. by the powers that be. These are our toys. These are the tw- these are the, oh, okay. the te- these are the technology that that working academics developed that yeah. that weren't yeah. that weren't developed for fucking military use. Right. Um, they were usurped. They were taken. Right. And now every, every little thing that one of my friends or one of Dallas friends, you know, may create, develop, code, program that has any worth is mm. is essentially taken. Yes, I agree with you. Okay, but if you're if you're going to say transhumanism to anybody or to most people, they're going to automatically assume that you're on the side of Bill Gates and Soros. No, no. This is my, my yeah. My 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 argument has a huge caveat, and and it is huge, right? It's that we we are on that equal playing field mm-hmm. um, that is completely illusionary. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't exist. So. Um, no, if, if I mean, you know, there was a, a, a pretty bad movie that came out several years ago, and, and I'm really embarrassed to admit, I, I didn't see it, but I am embarrassed to admit that I, I know of it, and that the star of it was just Justin Timberlake, I think so, but it was about time mm-hmm. yeah. being the, In time. Being the, being the last, one of the last commodities. And, and, and time is the last commodity. You know, this is what all this is what the one percenters are really trying to buy is time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be time in a function of immortality, you know, time as a function of you know being able, being able to be more places at once, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and shortening that that loop of time. But mm-hmm. the time is really the ultimate. Um, commodity that all these people mm-hmm. are after. I mean, even even just accumulating wealth in the degree of billions and so on. The only reason you would do that in a right mind is because you want to make sure that not only your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, but your great 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 grandchildren are taken care of. You know, mm-hmm. whether that be for education or so forth or whatever. That would be, you know. But we're not on that even playing field. So, um, and this is why I go back and forth between being a Ludovic and, and or a Ludovite and, and and really embracing technology. I mean, I, 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 I mean, love technology, and I have nothing nothing against researchers actually developing any type of mechanism or any type of machines or all the merging of um, of flesh and tissue with uh, plastic and metals. None whatsoever. If you can improve my life so that I feel no pain, will not get old, and can live for 200 years, I'm all for it. 
I'm not for the powers that be to come along because what they're doing is they're taking advantage of the university researchers and independent researchers, and they're allow- and they're allowing them to develop the types of of machines and inventions that they will later, as you've said, usurp. They will take control and then not allow the masses to take control and um, take advantage of the inventions because they'll want it for themselves. And bang, the depopulation of the earth will become a fait complete. And why? And I think that subconsciously, this is really the battle we're all fighting. Um, is 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 for technology. Mm-hmm. Um, we I think we recognize the immense. I mean, I, I mean, something as simple as fucking Twitter may have or may not have saved my life. Right. So this mm-hmm. is like a this is a, a, a direct manifestation of the beneficial side of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I mean, it, it, it's a very, it's not a rare story um, that technology beyond the Internet, whether, um, you know, it's a, it's a 3D printer that a kid gets that lights oh, up true. his fucking life, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, holy fuck, you know, I can fucking do my own little plastic figurines. Do you know they've like, built um, apartment buildings with a 3D printer already? A whole apartment building? 30 stories um, wow. in China. But, it, it's, wow. you know, it's a makeshift. It's like a template. It's not like a complete, um, uh, off, I mean, apartment complex with bath, you know, with um, furnishings and strong bathrooms and stuff like that. I think it's probably the outer shell and maybe parts of the, uh, of the inner shell. Yeah, but, the structure. Yeah, but that's significant because Dalek and I always talk about tiny home communities and like building a tiny home community together, right? So if we could three D print the shells yeah. and then you know go in with hammer and nails, insulate, put in electricity, plumbing, et cetera, that would be a huge yeah fucking right. uh, cost. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that would be very cost effective. And then plus, I mean, it would be a little bit lighter if we do it around corrugated plastic or um, actually recycled plastic. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be. I. Yeah. I mean, 3D printing is a great boon to society if it's not going oh, yeah. to be taken over by you know who. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, this is this is again, like this is. I think this is the subconscious battle that we're all fighting on the streets. Like I, you know, I, and and it is. It, it goes down to the limbic system. There's this unbelievable, powerful. Um, tool, you know, that has come on li- online, no pun intended, relatively quickly, like way, way faster than the printing press. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it dissemination, um, I mean, has eclipsed the rate of anything we've seen before in history. And I think there is a subconscious recognition of the immensity of this tool. And so now we battle over it. And a quick update in Chicago, um, there looks like a lot of kettling going on and uh, police on police bikes fighting with protesters. But essentially, Chicago is going off. Well, Chicago, what can you expect? They have the the hugest, uh, most impressive gun control laws in the nation. So people, they can't have uh, permits for guns, concealed carries. They're they're prey. Well, and you combine that with them being controlled by the Sinaloa cartel, mm-hmm. it's a recipe for disaster. Of course. Yeah, and then plus, you know, most 
you know, of their crimes are done by by people. I mean, Dalek. By who people? I'm Black sorry. People. I'm Black sorry. People. I hate to do that. But <laughs> come on. No, 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 no. I'm not censoring you. I'm, I'm. I, I apologize. I might have been a little Fine. older, brother. Fine. Older brother there a little said. bit. I'm assuming you said black people. Uh, yeah, he did. Oh, okay. Mm. How about you? Uh, it's poor people. Oh, poor people. Wow. Okay. Oh, no, he people. said black people. Okay, lower but, income. You know, other individuals. Well, I, yeah, I just I don't you know I don't. I, I, and I'm not, you know, I might be a, being a bleeding hard liberal, and I will certainly respect your counter argument, but I, I don't think, I mean, I just think the present context of the situation happens that a lot, there are a lot more. Well, black, Hispanic, look, call us black people. look, most crimes, the most egregious crimes are done out of the sight of most people because they're done by the rich who will take advantage of congressmen or whoever other politicians in their respective countries, and they will commit the, the worst crimes. But the most, um, the crimes that we see more often are, are done by people who are steeped in poverty, regardless yeah. of whether they're black, Hispanic, Italian, Jews, Poles. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not a surprise. Yeah. And 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 again, like the point I drove home, and I I don't think it's a color thing because uh, I live in a state with like three black people in it. And, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, guess what? We have all the same problems as where I grew up. You know, in D.C., mm-hmm. it's no different. Um, you know, I grew up in Washington, D.C., not in Maryland, not in Virginia, in D.C., in the city. I went to college in Miami. You know, now I live up in the country. It's all the same shit, man. It's you just go over to England, the, the crimes are done by the East Enders over there. Uh, Yo, no those are some between... hooligan motherfuckers, man. Yeah, I've seen oh, Snatch. I've seen Snatch. Some motherfuckers get down, man. Those cockney motherfuckers, they get down. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So it's all about you know, poverty. It's all about people who have the idea that they can't escape poverty and they rebel against that by becoming criminals. You know, it's not, And a lot of times they have legitimate reasons for the way they feel and the way that they act out. But, and, then it, and then planned, I mean, not planned, but um, learned helplessness sets in. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't know if either of you guys have been in in a in a in a sort of desperate financial situation, um, and I'm not gonna sit and say that I, you know I'm in a perpetual one, but I have been in one, and the panic that sets in is is severe, you know. True. When all of a sudden you're like, fuck, you know, where where do I go? And there's nowhere to go. Absolutely. It's scary, and and it definitely. You know, makes you consider some 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 desperate things. Oh well, yeah. I remember years. I'm talking decades now. Decades ago, when I was I got a job when I was down to my last six dollars. So what would have happened if I had taken the six dollars and used it to buy some some food, and I didn't have a job? What would I do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to do what you have to do to survive. That's why I believe. In the kind of economy that we have now, if people didn't have welfare, and I'm not for welfare, I am for people taking advantage of welfare because yeah. it's the uh, low-hanging fruit. If it's there, take advantage of it. Don't live off it for three generations, but take advantage of it. Well, I mean, welfare, the welfare now was intended as a as a as a as you know a hand up 
not not a way of life. It, it was intended as a band-aid, you know, not not something, you know, as a perpetual uh, income. And uh, now, can you really say that, knowing the way of the world? Can you say that uh, Roosevelt's plan was really just as a hand up, and not as a uh, not as a way of trying to ensnare people into a nanny state? It could no, be. Uh, no, no, I can't. I think that that probably there was some intention to ensnare people into um, a state of uh, childhood and helplessness. Uh, mm-hmm. I.e. a nanny state where that's right. and you, know um, why? you can make decisions for yourself. You need to be oh, told what to do. Right. True. But his his administration, as it was found out by a fee, what was her name? I forget. Anyway, she wrote a book last year, and what she had done, she had taken a look at the Russian archives, declassified Russian archives, declassified United States archives, and found out that the uh, Roosevelt administration was peppered with either Russian sympathizers or Russian spies. And, and I, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and but and then that trend continued, right? When we swung yeah. to the other side and went to fascism post World War Two, all our rockets were built by Nazis. Our yeah, you know, our space program. Oh, you want to hear uh, something really stupid? Because you're talking about you know the how you know um, paperclip. Operation Paperclip got the yeah. Germans over here. Do you? Who exactly. do you think? Who, okay, now you're aware. Everybody's aware of, of our NASA projects. You know, going to the moon, going studying the stars and everything. Yeah. And you know about the missiles that we have to use in order to get to outer space. Who do you think we buy our missiles? Um, our, I can remember our boosters, our rockets from. From Germany. Uh uh-uh, uh. Russia. Or Russia. Yes, one or the other. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Is that not putting us right at the edge and just, uh, just about shoving us over the precipice into true disaster? We're buying from our enemy. So if they well, say I mean, no it, more. That is the epitome of cognitive dissonance. Oh, man. Please, you know? somebody help me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we do, I mean, we do it right now. I mean, look, so Obama is meeting with Putin. While Putin is bombing three Syrian army people, you know, in the north, yeah. flying planes. Where, I mean, like, we continue this trend, it's right? It's not of, Obama, not Obama. It's not Putin embarrassing the shit out of Obama. Oh, he yep. is playing him like a fiddle. <laughs> oh, God, Obama's got to be red. <laughs> oh, that God. poor man is aged 40 years oh, and fucking yeah, eight. Yeah, I know. He's taking a look at his hair and his face. Oh, jeez. That's because he doesn't know what I the mean, fuck he's doing. Well, this is part of our this is part of the problem of our political office. Like, who in their fucking right mind would want to be president of this country? Well, two people: psychopaths, probably ninety yeah. percent of the politicians, and, and those pre- who are and true predators. humanists. I mean, well, I'm sure there are some people who really want to become president to help people, but you have to have the mental and emotional capacity to take that job and do it well. Well, what do you think of Bernie Sanders? Oh, come on, please. But he's marked with glasses. Hey. He's a decent man. He's a what? I'm scared of him. You should be scared of him. He's just Hillary without a skirt. You know he's been my senator for like 10 years. Or more than that. You got my condolences. (laughs) Well, I, I mean, my opinion on Bernie is that 
he's actually too decent of a man to be president. I think it probably his heart would explode his third day in the White House. Decent? If he's decent, he's, then he's stupid. He's well, a socialist. You know, if he doesn't understand... Yeah, okay, so what's wrong with socialism? Socialism means you take the Federal Reserve, you take the currency, and you use it to explode it to take the wealth away from the rich... To, try, to say that you're going to distribute it evenly amongst the poor, which you're not. All you're doing is creating a nanny state because socialists believe that everybody should be catering to the state and should be doing what the state wants. And when the state does that, then what do they do? But I don't think he's like that because what you just described is exactly pretty much what I think of as socialist. Redistribution, or at least what the magazine definition of a socialist, redistribution of wealth, uh, ending, ending ambition. Yeah, well, I don't agree with it. I don't think that's how we would operate. I mean, and I'm just speculating. Um, but What you want is fairness. What you do not want is socialism because socialism no. has, has a hierarchy. And that hierarchy, let's say we live under your type of socialism where everything is beneficial, okay? This is not a... Um, a, a uh, a malignant bone in anybody's body. How are you going to get the kind of people that you want to be up at the top, and then you're going to have to follow their orders? Even if you're right, they're wrong, they're going to assign to you your job when you go to sleep, practically, what to wear, and you cannot criticize them. How are you going to live like that? I wouldn't. That's socialism. That's one step below communism. But all these isms, right, like on paper, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I've read Marxist philosophy, you know, I've read, I've read Trotsky, uh, Lenin, uh, Mao, I, all, like all their treaties on paper. Because you know, they on paper, like, they're using it as marketing to sure, fulfill their real right. aims. What are the real aims? To gain control over everybody. At the expense of everybody, by cutting off everybody's hands and feet and, and heads. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, as far as my own personal philosophy, um, I I just don't want anybody to bother me. I won't bother anybody. Uh, I define that as anarchy. Um, anarchy is good. Anarchy yeah. doesn't have to be exploding buildings and killing people. Anarchy. Means- well, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, leave uh, me the fuck alone. <laughs> leave me the fuck alone. I'll leave you the fuck alone, and let's just be. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, um, and the government will grow anyway, but the government will be more of a government by the consented as opposed to elect me, and I'll do whatever the fuck I want. And if you don't like it, uh, contribute to my campaign. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, That's well, okay. capitalism. That's not ca- See, I love capitalism. I love the free enterprise system. But it's been conscripted by corrupt politicians in bed with the lobbyists who are in bed with the international uh, globalists. And I really do believe that our society should actually just end the state. I think most of our problems will end, and then we can figure out later just by ending the state and, you know, just living our lives as it is. That's the way it should be. I, I happen to love the rugged individualism of the old West. I was looking at some statistics of the Old West, and everybody thinks that in the Old West, everybody was getting shot up. Do you know there were more murders in Chicago, I think, in one year than throughout, let me see, 
1870. I think there were more murders in Chicago in one year than there were during the 40. I may be wrong about that, but during an, an extended period of time, people just weren't shot in the street like you know, like you see on TV. No, absolutely not. I I love the uh, the individualism and the and the and the, the sort of the rugged. At least at least what we see and and we read in history is it's the sort of the rugged individuality yeah. of of the Wild yeah. West. Yeah. Uh, you know, and despite Bernie Sanders, we we do still have a, a hint of that in Vermont. Um, you know, oh, not Vermont, a lot. Of, sure. Not a lot of people do bother me up here. Yeah, Bernie Sanders uh, is lucky because if he was the the socialist senator of some other state, he you know <laughs> he would just be a socialist senator. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's something to watch though. I mean, he's like Saturday Night Live on steroids. Nah. <laughs> oh, he's something to watch. Mm. The last time that a Vermont politician um, and 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 some of you guys may recall this. Um, was uh, uh, was in in the national spotlight. What the what the hell was his name? He's the he's the head of it. It wasn't Leahy. Um, he's he is uh, he's still climbing in Washington. Leahy, Leahy kind of betrayed Vermont. He's now the the head of the Foreign Senate Intelligence Committee. Mm. But what was that other guy who yelled up on stage? Oh God, it was the funniest fucking thing ever. King. And who was it? The guy that said Obama was lying? No, it was before that. He 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 beat uh, his Republican, or maybe it was uh, Hillary in uh, a primary, and he got up on stage. I think it was in New Hampshire, and he started yelling. What the hell? He's a doctor. I uh, just missing his name. But, Ron Paul? Uh, he's not from. No, Jackson. Oh. oh. Um, he he had, he went he after he had this uh, sort of. Outburst on stage, kind of uh, Tourette syndrome outburst on stage. Um, he went on to uh, become the head of the DNC, uh, the Democratic National Committee, for for uh, a, a few years. Uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. DNC, I don't remember. I remember Steele yeah. from the RNC. Steele, yes. Yeah. And the chick Wasserman is in charge of the DNC now, isn't she? So I mean, opinion. You're you're you you could clearly pay attention to things. Um, war. We in World War Three? No, because otherwise we wouldn't be around. They would just go. No, we would have been. Uh, you know, we would have been um, incinerated by now. We're like mad. Yeah, we're approaching it. And oh, man, you brought up something super interesting. I always thought that we would not get into World War Three because of the powers that be. They would always set the switch so that the military would back down if necessary. But there have been three instances in history, one on our side, two on the Russians, in which a false uh, go-ahead signal was given to launch nuclear missiles. And three people who didn't know each other, okay, said, no, <laughs> I'm not going to press the button. If they had really? pressed the button... We would have been gone by 1940, something like 1950-something. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I forget the name uh, of them, but you can look it up. Look up a keyword like um, saved 
the world did not press the button, something like that. Three three different people. One Russian colonel, I think it was, one Russian lieutenant maybe, one in the Navy. I don't know if it was the colonel or the, uh, or the other guy. And one American who said... Who averted, averted mutual assured destruction? No, that's mad. That's different. That's a, that's a philosophy of we won't fire our, our missiles at you if right. you don't fire your missiles at us. Right. Well, that's what that's what assured world peace for the Cold War, right? None, mm, yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that three people actually got a false message from either Moscow or Washington to launch the missiles. In other words, start World War Three. And these people said, until I get really good conf- uh, confirmation on this, no, nobody's touching the red button. So they disobeyed well, orders. So right, and saved us. Yeah. So it was like uh, not was it Crimson Tide that Clancy novel? Um, is that the one with Sean Connery was in it? Um... No, that was Hunt for Red October. Crimson Tide was the one where. Uh, Gene Hackman uh, and Denzel Washington. Yes. Okay, I didn't see it, but I, it's familiar to me. I, I it was Gene Hackman was kind of the overzealous um, uh, sub commander, and, uh, and okay, and Denzel and, was you know from uh, from the command, probably and from there, like or something. Yeah, um, okay, then then that's, then that story is 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 the, is the uh, storyline that I'm telling you about. Yeah. 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 And they got they got like the three quarter order to launch something like and, that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think one of these three got. Well, I think if not all three, 